Hey everybody, and welcome to a trippy Wild Ride with Steve-O. We're really going on a bad trip with this guy. I'm telling you, man, he's uh, pretty into hallucinogens, drugs. It's crazy. I'll let him tell you all about it, but I can't believe he's so open. Also, um, his problems with Johnny Knoxville really got serious. Um, that's juicy stuff. I mean, he's just a great guy. I mean, who doesn't love Eric Andre? This is a great episode. So let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, Eric Andre in the flesh. Hey. Yeah, we did one with one of these with you on uh, Zoom. Yes, this is much better. Yeah. You're, uh, How much mileage you got on this fucker? Uh, this van uh, just hit 43,000 miles. Wow. You drove all across the country with it? Mm, furthest we've taken this thing... Uh, Austin? Was it Austin, Austin, Albuquerque. Yeah. Uh, Do you have more miles on this or the, the Bertha? Uh, the, the tour bus Bertha has more than 60,000 now. The tour bus is when you're filling the condoms with sewage, right? That's the tour bus? No, no, that's this. Oh, this was the sewage condom. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were there? <laughs> no, no, I just saw the footage. I just saw yeah. it on, the, on point five. Yeah, this one. Uh, this, is this good? Is this good? Yeah, because it's kind of like going. Yeah, you know what? Dude, let it go. Let it. Let it do its thing, okay. man. That's great. Okay, that works. Um. Okay, so like hot off the press, Eric Andre yep. season six. 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 Hail yeah. Satan. Um. Was that the first season that you lost uh, an alarming amount of weight for? So I tried to do a body modification almost every season. So the first two seasons, I just was regular. And then the third season, I permed my hair like Cat Williams. And then that got me inspired. I wanted to do like full Christian Bale body mods. Nice. So season four, I started out, I was trying to lose a ton of weight like Joaquin Phoenix and the Joker. So I was just drinking vegetable soup almost every day getting like little, to no, little, little to no caloric yeah on the joker when he's skinny as fuck or like yeah, christian bale in the machinist yeah. jared leto jared in leto. the dallas buyers yeah I was trying, or, or was that yeah, matthew mcconaughey that was matthew mcconaughey, uh, McConaughey. but i think yeah. jared leto did it as well a little bit in that movie i don't think he was i think so i think they both kind of right. went for it but uh so that was a failed attempt i was trying to do it and i was so exhausted and the eric andre show like those guys are incredible and uh, at what they do, obviously, but uh, they just have to act. Not saying acting is easy, but like I had to write and produce while I was doing that body modification, and I was so hungry and miserable and tired. And like, how long just, were you doing that for? I was just, I just did it like a couple weeks, and I, I failed. Mm. So and like as soon as we started shooting, I like started binging hot Cheetos. I, I went to, it was like I was losing my mind. I started binging donuts and hot Cheetos and stuff like that. So, so season four, I tried to get as gaunt as possible, but it was a bit of a failed attempt. And then I was like season five, I wanted to get as fat as I could. Nice. And uh, what was funner? The fat is the funnest out of the three. But there's <laughs> there's skinny, fat, and buff, and the the fat is the best. So. Season five, I just would eat pizza and peanut butter jelly sandwiches before bed every night and bananas and as much sugar as possible. <laughs> How much weight did you put on? I got up to, I think I gained at the most 40, 45 pounds. Um, if I did it again, I'd do it even better. I would do melted ice cream, pina coladas, liquid calories. So I really pack it in. I wouldn't do as much carbs and pizza. I would do like liquid, um, liquid calories. But, uh, 
that is fun in the beginning. Then you start getting really depressed and everything starts kind of aching. Do you have a nutritionist to get fat? No, I just like did it. Like I just asked a couple actors how they did it, and I just like ate my fucking ate Philly cheesesteaks all the fucking time. It's it was awesome. awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Lucky, but but it does permanent damage to your body because once your fat cells expand, they know how to expand forever. So now I used to I was always skinny growing up, and I never had to worry about what I was eating. And some of it's with age, but like since then, like I can't like just eat whatever the fuck I want and drink whatever the fuck I want because the fat cells now are just like they go back to that pretty quick. Are and, you? Is that why you're drinking a lot of water? Is that a gallon a day you're drinking? Um, this is like a bit of a lie. I think I filled it halfway because, like, season this this current season we're on season six, I got jacked and I had to lose all the weight. Oh, also when we wrapped the fat season, COVID started and then I was like depressed and miserable and I just kept on the weight because I was like just drinking white Russians in my house all day. Yeah. So then I was like, all right, like I have to lose the weight for health reasons and mental health reasons, but also I wanted to like get ripped. So season six, it was like, I did a calorie counting app, a gallon of water a day. Uh, I ate like a ton of protein. Um, I would work out with a trainer in the morning for like 90 minutes. I would go for like an hour walk at night, just like super healthy. And I got fucking in shape. You but, really then, noticed your mental health changing as your weight went up and down? I think once you get in the groove, at first you're not pumped mentally because you're depriving yourself of your favorite drug, which is sugar. So I think sugar is like one of the most powerful drugs. So you're like going through like a withdrawal. You're, you're like irritable. And fucking... Yeah, you're irritable. You're cranky. He's on day five, no yeah. sugar. Oh, really? Did you cold turkey it? Yeah. Look, that's that's hard, man. Like, I commend like, you. Why do I have a headache at 3 p.m.? Yeah, yeah. Like Be easy. I would say what you say to drug addicts, taper. taper is Tapering is more successful than cold turkey, right? I mean... Ah. Which sugar because sugar and cocaine and most drugs they all affect I mean maybe the same part like of your brain, benzos right? and alcohol but I'm not sure that I've ever heard people recommend tapering off of hard drugs. No taper if you don't if you don't taper off of Xanax you can right, seizure and right, die. Right, right. Same with alcohol and yeah. same with alcohol. If you're yeah. a real alcoholic right. and you cold turkey you can die. Right, understood. Like in, in Xanax detox they tell you taper taper taper. Right, because you can really fuck yourself up if you don't taper if you're addicted to it, if you're physically addicted to it. I, I think rather than taper off these drugs. Drugs, what they would do is they would have you under like a, a medical detox in a super professional environment. Yeah, but Not, even in the medical detox, they're tapering. I mean, when well, my maybe, friend yeah, went into when my friend went into rehab for he's addicted to Percocets. He goes, day one is the best day because they give you all the drugs. He goes, you don't quit cold turkey. He goes, they give you all the drugs. And he goes, all the people I was in there was like, they're like hiding the pills in their cheek and shit like that and like putting them up their butt. And shit. But he goes, that's the best day because you're fucking high as a kite. And he goes, and then slowly but surely they taper. He goes, never, my friend's from Florida. He's like ex-drug addict, fucking top-notch ex-drug addict. And he, uh, yeah, he was like, you got to fucking taper with with stuff like yeah. with like xanax and stuff like that so i think when i lost the weight the same applied with sugar where i didn't quit cold turkey that noom app really helped me the calorie Dude. counting app yeah and they were like there's no such thing as bad food don't give yourself this like binary thinking of like oh it's good food and there's bad food and i ate the bad food so fuck it i fucked up they're like that's kind of where i'm at right yeah now. you don't want to yeah. do that they go just think of foods as there's some foods that are more calorically dense 
and there's some foods that are less calorically dense. So stuff with less caloric density that has like grapes and celery and, and like watery fruits and vegetables, you can pretty much eat all day. You can go fucking nuts. You can eat watermelon, cantaloupe, yeah. cucumbers, celery, lettuce, tomatoes, anything that's a really watery fruit has such low amount of calories and so high in nutrients, your body uses every second of it, every, every bit of it and it doesn't turn into fat. And then there's more calorically dense foods, which they're not like you have to quit everything that's that which is like chocolate, wine, cheese, candy, whatever. That it's not watery and it has a lot of calories. And it's hard to burn, but no, nowhere in their teachings is like cut it out completely. They're just like moderation, not deprivation. It's all about moderation, not deprivation. Mm -hmm. So I would like if I was losing my mind and I was like, I just need a fucking Snickers bar. I would take the Snickers bar. I would like chop it in half or chop it in a fourth eat it, satiate that craving, and then like go back to grapes and blueberries and raspberries and turkey and cottage cheese and stuff like that mm -hmm. that I would eat. So, so that, um, I mean, it sounds like I'm lecturing you, but I'm not, yeah. but, that, but because I went through it, it was it, but I'll tell you this after I wrapped the day I wrapped, I got down to 173 pounds. I've never been that light since high school mm -hmm. under 10% body fat. I was like 9% body fat. The day I wrapped, I went to Prince Street Pizza and I ate an entire fucking pizza and I sure. went to sleep and I woke up and I went to Russ and Daughters and ate like three bagels <laughs> and I went back to sleep and I slept for an entire weekend and then I went on a, a crazy drinking bender, <laughs> like drank like 55 cocktails every day for like there's a, a lost, there's like a lost week in my brain wow. for New York and then I was like, wow, I'm really, I need to chill out and then I went to Portugal and drank my weight in wine and then I stepped back on the scale and I like gained all the weight back that I took six months to lose. Was that when so, you were with Because uh, I was being so rigid, the only carbs, sorry, the only carbs I was eating were like Japanese sweet potatoes and I kind of lost my mind. Hmm. Yeah, was that in New York when you met up with Benny Blanco for dinner? I don't think the last week. Yeah. No, I don't think Benny was Benny there that week. No, I don't think Benny was there that week. It, it was He's we wrapped a fun story. We wrapped last year, <laughs> so like uh, all the Prince Street pizza debauchery and and weight fluctuation that happened last year. I'm just back to my normal fluffy self. Yeah. So anyway. yeah, um, we... but you never heard tapering. I thought you'd be like a taper. Uh, no, cold turkey is the He's... one. I thought cold turkey gets you really sick unnecessarily. Well, it's like. Like, I think it depends on the drugs. What's that? So it's like we're extremists. So it's like yeah, you want the fuck. You just go. I mean, opposite. when, when yeah. you go into detox, they they'll give you like a replacement, like Suboxone or something, and then they'll taper you off the Suboxone. I wasn't an opiate guy though. Oh, that's so. right. You ever yeah, had anybody yeah. die in the sober living when they're like coming in for like hard shit? Yeah, they like died. Six people you... have died. Well, no, not for, not from the detox. Were you, were no, because the sober living is. I was uh, yeah. cocaine and ketamine and. Uh -huh. Like, uh, sure, I'd take some pills, but... Yeah, I, I guess cocaine, you don't taper. Yeah, you don't want to taper. Ketamine, I guess. I'd love taper. to taper off cocaine. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> yeah. I, I think benzos and opiates, you have to taper because yeah. the, the addiction, the yeah. physical addiction is right. different than those other drugs. Right. The physical, your body really becomes completely dependent on mm -hmm. getting that. Because your body naturally produces opioids or something, right? Uh, serotonin, dopamine. dopamine. Some shit. But one thing your body does not naturally produce is success. If you want to succeed, you got to take action. And the best way to do that these days is with ShipStation. Because, man, when you build an audience and you sell stuff directly to them, 
ShipStation is the ultimate tool because whether you're selling on Etsy, eBay, Amazon, your own website, doesn't matter. ShipStation is one easy to use interface that brings it all together along with all of the different uh, methods of shipping, FedEx, United States Postal Service, UPS, and they give you the best rates for those shipping services that are normally just for like Fortune 500 companies. They give you the best deals, they make it the cheapest, they make it the easiest. When you get an order, the label prints out, you slap it on there, and that's how I'm selling Stevo's Butthole Destroyer Hot Sauce and Stevo's Hot Sauce for your butthole on Amazon, on stevo.com. Every order, man, it's sent out because of ShipStation. And if you want to get a 60-day risk-free trial, then go to shipstation.com and use the promo code Stevo. Again, success does not happen without you taking action. So go to shipstation.com, use the promo code Stevo, and get into your risk-free 60-day trial. Man, it's crucial. So make ship happen. Now, let's get back to it. Benny Blanco. And man, what a riot oh. that guy is. We oh, love, love him. him. He's like a brother to me. Dude, he's, he's the greatest. He's the best. I feel like he's so uh, anxiety-free, like just... He has anxieties, but he hides them well, but he doesn't fly. Yeah. He's a complete flight phobia, so that's why yeah, he, he made that clear. But he is very he is very confident and cool, calm, collected. Yeah, I thought I, I even told him after the I said, I feel like you and Eric Andre are almost like the complete opposites. I feel like Eric Andre is so gripped by neuroses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he he maybe I don't know I don't want to say too much. I know he wouldn't really give a fuck, but like his dad was so crazy growing up that I think he was like he does everything he can do to not become his dad. Okay. And he smokes uh, hella weed. I'm not a weed smoker. It never hit me. Right? Yeah. Mm. He said that, that you can do like a thousand whippets yeah. in one sitting. <laughs> more. more, Probably 10,000. <laughs> tanks. I can go through tanks. <laughs> um, and and I, I asked him, did, did he ever feel worried about you maybe going too... Uh, overboard. Too overboard with nitrous. And he said, oh, no, no. He, he describes you as... Um, like a very calculated, almost, uh, if not moderating your use, just very, very educated about it. Mm. No, and, and, about and, it. and you, you <laughs> told me just uh, moments ago that you don't seek to asphyxiate yourself with nitrous the way I did. I mean, I have, but uh, that's the part that's bad for your brain. Nitrous oxide isn't actually too bad for you, but asphyxiating is very, very bad for you. So uh, I try to, uh, so, so how many times would you say you have, uh, what's called fished out when you, you, uh, I fish, I've fished out before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it like, feels great. <laughs> I fished out on mushrooms, which is probably my favorite high. Wow. How does that happen? Just ripping nitrous and not getting oxygen to your brain. But on mushrooms. Um, you eat you, mush you eat mushrooms. You you then you start tripping. No, I'm sorry. He fished out on uh, nitrous combo wild. combo platter. Oh, yes. mushrooms and nitrous fished and out. a little bit of Xanax. <laughs> That's my sweet spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my uh, five favorite drugs and and a few I'm I'm growing out of are are, are booze, Xanax, caffeine, 
nitrous oxide and, and psilocybin mushrooms. Mm. MDMA isn't that bad too. I do, I do MDMA therapy. I do MDMA and, and psilocybin therapy. Do you really do therapy with that? Mm-hmm. And find- I've done ketamine therapy too, but I don't like it as much as the MDMA therapy or the psilocybin they, now, therapy. Yeah, I've seen that. Like, you go down a certain road. Yeah. You, there, there's a, a road you drive down in LA that's like sponsored by ketamine clinics. And it's like, you're on ketamine oh, clinics yeah, yeah, highway. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, we've heard about different people doing that. Is ketamine clinic like just a lot of fun? Is it like you're... You stoked to go? Uh, I only did it once. Um, it was the cleanest ketamine I've ever done. And it's done, you know, in, intermuscularly with a syringe so it was like a very it was the most powerful ketamine experience i've ever had i'm not a ketamine guy it's a disassociative i i I don't dislike it it's just not my go-to weed i actively dislike it's the only drug i dislike what ketamine is 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 just it's not for me but i'm not mad at it and i've done pcp before and they're they're basically kissing cousins they're very similar right um and it's cool and it's interesting but it's like it's like when somebody hands you some like experimental food like this is rattlesnake foie gras and then you like you eat it you go okay that's interesting not mad at it but i don't know if i'm running back to order the rattlesnake foie gras again or whatever the fuck it is (laughs) that's how i feel about ketamine i just go this is interesting i'm having an interesting thing but it's not it's not for me and i didn't get as deep in my uh emotional catharsis as i did with mdma therapy or psilocybin therapy what is what what's the high difference between street ketamine and like pure as fuck ketamine well it's like the way you ingest it like on the street you're snorting it yeah and then in the in the clinic you're getting it you know right, right. right into the vein so I, I think street ketamine is basically pcp pcp is it's kind of the same thing it's dissociative mm-hmm. and ketamine is like pharmaceutical pcp yeah cook in a microwave pcb started out pharmaceutical so pharmaceutical yeah about that yeah i i, I love it all yeah, I, I, I love it all. I, yeah. I, I just can't get enough. I mean, I, I absolutely. <laughs> Last love. time I did an acid, I was like, I think I'm done. I think I've done enough acid where I've like explored it, and I think I aged out of it. But the first early acid days were the best, and I, yeah. it just you get to a point where with it where I'm like, it's it, like, dirty. It glued me to the floor. I was a fucking mess the last time. I did it in quarantine, and I was a fucking wreck. Yeah, it wasn't dirty. fun. I was like, oh, I got two hits of the Grateful Dead acid in my house, like the original batch, the Sunshine acid that wow. that guy made. But uh, I'm saving that for a special occasion. With Timothy Leary? No, he's a famous dude. I forget what his fucking guy. Ken, uh, it's not Ken Kesey. It's not Timothy Leary. Like the Grateful Dead had the guy that designed their sound system made their acid the wall of what's it called the wall of power or something yeah right? yeah 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 yeah. he's a famous guy i don't i'm not a i don't really remember his name but yeah. like um uh yeah but uh yeah i've had tremendous help with them so you said that the the ketamine clinic was the most powerful ketamine experience you had so you really do get high as balls high as a fucking kite in you the ketamine tripping. clinic Dude, I went to a. I, like, and then like, Kirby from Game Boy was like fucking dancing on clouds <laughs> in my mind. Yeah. And I saw like my my neural pathways like combined and unfold, and I got into it was fucking crazy. It was crazy. I uh, remember being on ketamine just recreationally in in a hotel room. I was in the bath and like looking at my feet, they were like 30 yards away. Mm -hmm. Like your whole depth perception just is just warped. Yeah. Like 
and then I was sitting there and uh, I was in this hotel room. The whole hotel room just went into free fall. Whoa. And I was like, I wasn't scared. I was like, I even looked up and I I like saw like a shaft that the hotel Whoa. room was falling through. That's wild. And um, I just thought, that, man, this is the coolest thing ever. Like I loved it. The craziest high I ever experienced was the toad venom, the 5-MeO DMT. That was a fucking most powerful psychedelic ever. Ship. And that was, it was in fuck in Mexico City. It was fucking crazy. I've never experienced a high like this. It's that, like mushrooms and acid and everything is happened? over here and it only lasts like 10 minutes. Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh you you like control alt delete like you it's a factory reset your entire brain is like total darkness just emotion you feel like you're having like ten thousand orgasms in the center of the universe hmm. you're in a different dimension you no longer exist your body doesn't exist this room doesn't exist earth doesn't exist you go through every emotion uh it's just like raw emotion in like the 45th parallel fucking the fifth dimension. Yeah. You're on Neptune. And then I came out of it crying. I mean, this is an emo topic, but my dad just died of cancer. So I went there for like on some like eat, pray, love kind of shit. And I was like talking directly to my dad and bawling, crying, emotion, tremendous emotional catharsis, bawling, crying, worming around on the ground. But I came out of it with like, it felt like um, emotionally ejaculating. Mm -hmm. It felt like this great purge of all this tension and buildup and stress from watching my dad deteriorate into death. And uh, it really, really, really was a cathartic and therapeutic experience. It's not recreational. There's no room for this to be addictive or recreational. You're out. It's like propofol. You're like fucking, you're not... You're gone. You're not, <laughs> you're, you're not here. You know, it's not a party drug. There's no room. There's no version of it where it's a party drug. It um, it was one of the most crazy psychedelic experiences I've ever experienced. And you did it under the supervision of a shaman. Yeah. yeah. In Mexico City. Yeah. And this guy was incredible. He's a total sweetheart. What's that shit they blow up your nose when you're with the shaman? I don't know. I, saw Steve I, I, do I didn't do any. Day. I didn't do any nose blowing. But they just go. They blow stuff up your nose. Uh, there's, they do that with tobacco. Is that what I've that seen is? that on the Michael Pollan? Um, yeah, why do they show. do that? Just to kind of enhance the journey? I think there's like a psychedelic aspect to taking tobacco that way. I really don't know. Mm. I, I don't know. Man. Yeah. Yeah, we had Tyson talking about the toad last time he was It's here. fucking crazy. It is in, it's completely uh, like no other drug experience I've ever had. I and and it comes that. from a toad. But like, you're not licking a toad. No, you're not licking a toad. You're like smoking the venom that comes out of it's like the, the toad lives in hibernation most of its life. It lives in the Sonora Desert, and it's like under <coughs> under mud like nine months out of the year, and it only comes out for three months to fuck basically. And they're gnarly toads. They eat rats and stuff. They're like Whoa. fucking. They're like the Dwayne the Rock Johnson of toads, <laughs> and uh, yeah, its venom has a serotonin derivative in it when you smoke it and it was just some random guy there's no history behind it there was there was some 
book, some zoologist wrote a book on frogs and toads in the 50s or 60s. I, I don't know if I have this totally right. This is what I heard. In the 50s or 60s, I believe, some zoologist wrote a book on frogs and toads. And then there was just one sentence in that book about like the combustion of the poison of the buffalo various toad creates a serotonin derivative. So some maniac in the 80s was like, I'm going to find this toad, smoke the venom and see if I trip. Did I tell you this is a trippy episode or what? I mean, sometimes you got to try stuff. Now, I don't need to be trying toad venom, but I'll tell you, I'm very glad that I tried Blue Chew tablets because it is very, very helpful for my relationship with Lux. I didn't even think I needed it, but turns out I wanted it. <laughs> I really, really enjoy it. Lux and I super enjoy it. And if you think taking Blue Chew tablets, which of course have the same active ingredient as both Viagra and Cialis, except they're only a fraction of the price. If you think it's fun, I can assure you that it is. I can also assure you that if you go to bluechew.com and use the promo code Stevo, you could get an entire month's supply of, of Bluetooth tablets completely for free. All you pay is five bucks for shipping. Let that sink in. It's an entire month's supply of Bluetooth tablets and you get it for free. All you pay is five bucks for shipping. Now, that's an incredible deal. Plus, it's easy to make it happen because they got a, a little medical provider service on the website. You get the prescription taken care of like that. The Bluetooth tablet's on, on their way to you. And next thing you know, you're having a good time like me and Lux. So it's a lot of fun. If you're thinking you might want to try it, jump on it right now. Bluetooth.com with the promo code Stevo. Now let's get back to it. Then this guy went to Saturn's Rings. Wow. So it's not, it, there's no like, there's no like indigenous population. There's no Native American history behind it, like ayahuasca mm -hmm. or um, mushrooms, like Marina Sabia or whatever. Just some maniac dude in the 80s. Just some maniac dude. Sasa was reading a book about frogs and toads, <laughs> saw that one of the f most obscure toads, poison, creates like a serotonin derivative when you combust the poison. That's Just give it, a, give it a shot. That's right. And then there's like uh, in the Amazon, there's a toad and they'll take the toad and they put it on an arrow and then they'll shoot yes. people and, it, and it'll like kill you. Oh, shit. I don't, I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I think you saw that on so Apocalypto. Sounds right. Shot yeah. on an Ice Cube movie, Anaconda. <laughs> it's yeah, fucking hot as shit about... in here. Why, why are you guys keep boiling in here? You want to turn, open the door? What about yeah. AC? Too loud? I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, you got fans. Yeah. You're not hot in here? like a sauna in here. Crank on. <laughs> you guys are comfortable? This is fucking it's Guantanamo Bay in here. <laughs> so did you tour with the dead? I followed the Grateful Dead for a summer. Because you love their music so much or because you, you're a, a drug yeah, well, I wanna, enthusiast? I just wanted to party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How old were you when you traveled with them? Were you getting ice uh, cold fatties? I was 20 years old. It's a fun time. Yeah, I was 20 years old. It was 1994. Was Jerry still alive? When Jerry did he die? was still alive. When did he die? He died in 95. Oh, shit. So you caught the real end of the real deal shit. Yep. I mean, dude, they the, these Grateful Dead shows were exclusively in football stadiums, mm -hmm. which would hold, I want to say, like 60,000. Jesus. And Especially the open drug market. Absolutely yeah. not one of those shows. Uh like 
not one of those stadiums could fit how many people showed up. Insane. Like, uh, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I, I think it, it's possible that there were even more people outside the stadium during the concert than there were oh, inside sure. the stadium Whoa. during the concert. <laughs> Like, so it's just an open drug market. Oh, one hundred percent. Why don't the, why did the cops not like raid those? Who I, I had this one experience one day because because I, I would sell drugs. Oh, I think I heard this. You would do like a backflip for five bucks, I, then yeah. sell a whip it for ten bucks. Or right? Like you like hack yeah. the you climb the the the, the yeah. system of the capitalist Grateful Dead ladder. I, I would. I, I, I would show up with nothing, do a backflip, yeah, you know, and then like I would buy like two hits of acid for for five bucks, sell them each for five bucks. Then I'd buy, yeah, dude, you basically nailed it. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, and, but the cops busted you or what? Well, there was one time, and I want to say it was right at the end. I believe it was like Meadowlands, you know, maybe New Jersey, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I was I was so selling. I had a bunch of acid on me too at the, at the time. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, and I think I sold like maybe like three hits of acid for 15 bucks mm -hmm. or something, mm -hmm. you know? And like, I handed the guy the acid and he handed me the money. And like, out of the corner of my eye, I saw a cop like witness. Oh, no. Witness the, transaction. the exchange. And, and, and in, the, in that moment, and then the cop said, hey, you know, like, and I just took off running, dude. Because I had a bunch of ass yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took off running, and I think I ran faster than you ever than have. I had ever <laughs> run before. And I perfectly got away. I out, yeah, I, yeah. I just outran the cops. Nice, fuck yeah. I mean, dude, acid back in the day was such serious jail time. Oh, dude, big time. It was like, like manslaughter fucked. or yeah. some shit. They're yeah. crazy it, I, charges. It's not still jail time now. I'm I'm sure yeah, I don't think they is. updated the laws on acid. Yeah, I don't think acid so. is slow yeah. to fucking. And that's what the Grateful Dead was. Was this kind of like a train? that just ran around leaving people incarcerated in its wake. Oh. Like there were just like people, I would have been one of, of a great many deadheads like incarcerated for like decades. Oh really? Do you think there's still deadheads in jail from I those think days? There's, I, I would say so. I think so. Brutal. Yeah, I think that like to sell acid was like classed as like attempted murder or oh, some weird God. thing. Like, Fucking bullshit. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's Nixon era bullshit. <laughs> It's, it's 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 crazy um okay so let, let's talk about the, the prank show dude prank panel you eric andre show i'm a man of many prank shows. oh how about that dude <laughs> take your take your pick take dog. your pick brother man okay I, humble brag <laughs> i wasn't even humble arrogant brag i uh i saw on your instagram the the prosthetic tits well, what's going on with those what you i just had some nice ass Milk jugs. Uh, yeah. I interviewed Donald Glover, and I, um, we, th they sprayed milk, so I, I offered him some breast milk. Nice. And that, that was all you did with them? Uh, I think I, like, squirted on some breast milk, drank it, offered it to him. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Good. A long way for a gag. You want me to have my neighbor bang some pots and pans outside <laughs> for, uh, for sound? Or... It, it is nice and cool now, though, right? Oh, you yeah, feel it's better? Much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on a fucking panic attack. Oh man, how about that? Yeah, like, it's like I, a fucking I, meltdown in here. I never <laughs> saw even, that, dude. It never even occurred to me that it was warm. Yeah. But yeah, Vinny, for God's sakes, next time we could bring the stupid air conditioner. Yes, yes, I will. It was raining, so I didn't think we were going to need it. You never think, do you? That's the problem. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. I'm better, though. Yeah. I like this. Progress, I like not this. perfection. <clears throat> 
Um, okay, so uh, you worked with Jeff Tremaine on, sure uh, on season 666. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and that is the same Jeff Tremaine that you made the Bad Trip movie Correct. With. How, how did it go working with him on season 666 compared to Bad Trip? Well, Bad Trip was such an enormous undertaking that and I do want to shout out the director of Bad Trip, Kitao Sakurai, my brother from another mother, the love of my life, my work husband, who also co-directed season six of the Aragon show. Then he got a big gig and Jeff came in to shoot a bunch of the prank stuff. So I want to shout out Kitao. But um uh season six 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 with Jeff was Probably a dream because like Jeff yeah less pressure exactly. Jeff and I went through it all, went through every emotion on Bad Trip and Bad Trip was such an enormous creative undertaking and we fought so many battles and there's so many heartaches and it almost failed over and over and over and over again that after going through something like that that the you know the little pranks on the show that I had already been doing for 10 years was like a, a dream and a breeze with with Jeff and and we were going into it a lot uh, older and wiser yeah um had you already filmed the prank panel with knoxville uh when you did season 666 no we wrapped may of last year may 2022 we wrapped season six and then prank panel we did in the fall and winter of okay that year, yeah now had you already done the prank panel and famously um stressed your relationship with Knoxville <laughs> <laughs> would that have affected your shooting with Tremaine on uh, season 666 do you think uh, no cause uh, I don't think there's anybody that's been tortured by Knoxville more than Jeff right <laughs> Jeff was the one so I did I'm doing the show with Knoxville and I know he's gonna prank me and He's like the liquid terminator. He's hard to prank back because he feels no pain. <laughs> and then if you do prank him back and he gets pissed, it's like you've unleashed a fucking monster. Lose. Yeah, it's a loose loose. So he keeps like hitting me with tasers and stuff like that. Damn. Oh my gosh, yeah, off the bat. So day three, and then like I quit like the like three days into shooting because I was like, it's only gonna get worse. I don't want to do. I was like, I was like, it's a nice gig, but I, I it's not worth the stress. I have other gigs to to keep me afloat. So I called Jeff and I was like, and then I, so I quit out of nerves the first few days and then Knoxville talked me back into it. But also Jeff, I go, Jeff, what do I, what do I do? Like, it's a lose, lose. If I, if I hit Knoxville with a prank, he's going to hit back tenfold. And Jeff just goes, no, you got to You got to hit him back. Cause he's going to keep, he's going to keep killing you. You yeah. got to tase him or do something like I don't know if it was the best advice. <laughs> so I have like a, I have a stun gun next to my bed. And I had a long sleeve shirt on and pants at work. So I go to set and Knoxville, it's like a, the show's like American Idol or Shark Tank, but for pranks. So people come on and they pitch pranks to, to, to try to convince us to help them produce it because they want to prank their cousin or their wife or their husband or whatever. So we're interviewing a contestant, a potential contestant. And, uh, Knoxville's like asking her questions and I like slowly take this long looks like a police baton, baton. Yeah. yeah 
take this long thing awkwardly out of my clothes and I just try to like nail him right in the chest with it. I was like, I got to make it count because, yeah. you know, it's going to be a day. So I like nail him, but the guy is like a James Bond villain. He was just getting electrocuted and then he just like <laughs> grabbed it out of my hand and then he had another weapon in his pocket already and then he started nailing me with both <laughs> things and I run and he's got me on the ground. He's just like nailing me with both um, stun guns and this lady is just standing there like, what the fuck? He chased me out of the studio. And then uh, I was like, I'm in a world to hurt. No, that's when I first quit. Man. I can just feel his anxiety and his discomfort. And it just makes me glad that this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Because sometimes you got to just talk about stuff. You got to process stuff. And BetterHelp is the best way to do that. Because it's got a whole network of licensed professional therapists. And they've got this easy system of matching you up with the perfect therapist for you. And you don't have to worry about going into anybody's office, traveling across town. No, because you can talk with this therapist online at whatever time is convenient for you. And it's easy to switch. It's easy to do everything. And therapy is good for you. So to try this out and to get 10% off your first month with BetterHelp, go to betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com slash stevo. Go to betterhelp.com slash stevo for 10% off your first month with better help and man therapy is where it's at and if you're feeling like you could benefit from it then jump on this deal 10% off at betterhelp.com slash stevo now let's get back to it i was like i'm in a world of hell i was like this is gonna be and Knoxville smiling ear to ear because he's like oh this is great we got footage this is great that lady was boring and we made we made and it, it is great and i totally understand <laughs> the value i was not like wait why why would he want to continue this type of debauchery i totally yeah it's uh, only i'm wrong. a super fan of jackass so like i i totally get it it's only wrong if it doesn't happen on camera yes <laughs> yeah yeah there you go and uh so i don't remember the next day oh i had the props department rig a little water gun right by his crotch and because we sit at this big desk yeah and i had them cue the water gun while he's interviewing another <laughs> contestant and it's nailing him in the crotch so when he looks i wanted him to stand up and it looked would look like he peed his pants but he didn't really react he was just like mm. and he was like go ahead and i could see him getting like angry i was like <laughs> oh fuck like cartoon thermometer like yeah. elmer fudd frustrated <laughs> and i was like fuck and then I turned to look at the producers and he stun gunned me in the neck. And it was like the most unbelievable pain. I mean, you guys have a high pain tolerance and you Not got... really. Really? I don't think we do. <laughs> that can't be true. We're, oh, we're just attention whores. <laughs> I would you put say... put a jellyfish on your head. <laughs> right, but, but it just means that our desire for attention outweighs our desire for comfort. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. <laughs> but this is like unbelievable pain that like went into my brain and it, you, you're just, you can't not be in a bad mood. So, so then again. I quit. Then I quit and I was like, I have to quit permanently. And then uh, uh, he called me the next day to apologize. And I was like, 
I look, I totally get it. I grew up on Jackass. You guys, Jackass came out when, at the perfect time for it came out when I was in 12th grade. And it was the perfect, and I remember I had the CKY tapes and everything. It was the perfect show to grow up, like be like in those formative years experiencing. And I was like, I love you. I love what you do. I t completely am not taking it personally. I completely understand the comedic value. But it's just me and Gabourey Sidibe. I know you ain't gonna fucking stun gun or tase Gabby Sidibe. So you're just gonna attack me. And I was like, I can't be your pincushion. I can't be your punching bag for every day, day in and day out, every episode, every season. At least like Jackass, like he spreads the wealth a little bit. There's like nine of you. There's a whole Wu Tang clan of you that he can punish right. at any time. So and you're all in it together. And there's like it's yeah, kind of like there's like he's spreading the wealth a little bit. He's not just picking on you yeah. or picking on Zach or picking on. It's you a little bit I mean? more like you're just saying I can't be Danger Aaron. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 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 I, 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 I literally told him, I go, I go, uh, no hard feelings. I was like, I can't come back. I was like, no hard feelings. You, you can replace me with Aaron. I think I suggested that. I was like, you can replace me with Aaron. You can like, what? I, no hard feelings. I just can't be in that position. I just don't. Like the stress is not worth the gig or the money or anything. Right. I'd rather have my mental health and work on other projects where I'm not getting so attacked. Promise by you that so he goes, I'll do what I've never done before. I'll call it truce. I won't prank you anymore. And I was like, it's not pranks. It's just like assault with a weapon. I don't want to. Like, but they're synonymous for not killing you. Know, I, mean? I was like, I just want to be assaulted every day with a weapon. I'm not Danger Aaron. Exactly. Right. I'm not Danger. I was like, I, uh, it's not worth the stress. So then we called a truce and I could tell, and, and I was like, as sure, if you want to do that, if you want me back on, I was like, I don't want you to hold a grudge or any animosity because I'm taking your toys away. I want you to have your superpowers. I just can't be the one that you unleash your superpowers on. And he's like, I hold no grudge, no animosity. It's all peace and love. So, and I never took it personally. I totally got that it was part of it. I was like, it's your shtick. I understand shtick. You got, you got a thing and you, right. you figured it out and you, you cracked the system, the, the comedy and, entertainment system in your own way. And I just can't be Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> I can't be Aaron. Yeah. So he was able to, so um, I came back and we just didn't prank each other. All right, he was able to get honor his word. Yeah, I mean there was a couple of fucking objects thrown at my crotch or something yeah. like that, but no like stun gun, no weapons to the neck kind of thing. Right. And I even told him at the end, I was like, "You can fire me between seasons. I can tell your 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 powers are on the shelf. I don't want to like. I, I still am like." Kind of apologizing. I'm like, I'm so sorry you can't attack me anymore. It's very like, I'm like, I have yeah. Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> Imagine like getting tased in the neck and then apologizing to the person that tased you. I'm so sorry that, because I understand what it's like to be um, creatively like stifled. You yeah. know, so I don't want to ever, and I told him that too. I was like, I don't want to uh, neuter your creative choices. I just don't want to be attacked. I was like, you're kind of like Ike Turner right now, like talking <laughs> Tina Turner back on the stage. He's like, come on, baby. I'm sorry. I punched you in the face. Like, come on, back and sing. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and the prank panel was after. He can handle a lot of pain. I don't think it's a, the attention thing that you said. Because I told, I asked him if taser hurts. He goes, only when you're pressing the button. And I asked him if stun gun. And he goes, the only thing I would never unleash on somebody is pepper spray. He goes, it's just mean. Yeah. He goes, that's the most brutal pain I've ever. Some of the most brutal I think that He goes, that was worse though, than rubber bullets. For, for you, though, you had third degree burns for five days. 
Like normally, yeah. One day in, somebody's like, "I'm fucking out. Give me to the hospital." And you were just like, ah. that, that, "You're like it, editing, it, just like ah. it, it hurts so bad." What the burn, the, 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 fi- the fire angel thing? Yeah, yeah fire angel yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, I I remember your skin, your skin looks totally fine though. Well, I don't see any. Like, like I've uh, met burn victims. You yeah, don't see any. It definitely faded a lot of tattoos. Um, not Knoxville <laughs> early on. He uh, was was really quite averse to uh, um, stun guns and stuff. Like I remember there was uh, like a hot potato thing with stun guns, and, and Knoxville just was not really not into it. He was like, he was like, hey man, we're doing bulls next week. I can't wait for bulls, but. I'm really not into this and getting shocked business. Really? But then, over the That'd years, be he became it, apparently desensitized to electricity. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, his, his aversion to it went away. Yeah, I mean, I hit him right in the fucking yeah. chest with it, and he was just like... He grabbed the electric eel and didn't even react. Yeah, yeah. And, and those things do shock they, you. They really yeah. shock you? Yeah. Big time. Huh. Like he just didn't didn't read, and I remember when we did the electric yell bit, thinking, man, like he uh, isn't so affected by electricity. Anymore. Right, and that's why I knew it wasn't a fair fight. I was like, oh, if he doesn't, if if electricity doesn't hurt him, I'm I'm dead. I mean, I'm dead every day. <laughs> I'm walking the set, dead man walking every time yeah, I show up to work. That. I mean, the craziest thing that I saw was when they when you guys had the paddles, and were those the real paddles for the hospital? Oh, the you, ghetto defibrillators. But those oh, weren't real when they you guys did that the danger. Yeah, I can't remember. I don't think I was there for that. Mm. Um, the uh, okay, so so you recently had this birthday party, and birthdays are, for you are like the most important thing. It's like like my lady Lux. She mm-hmm. she loves birthdays more than yeah. anybody. You and Lux take birthdays so seriously. It's your, it's your own customizable uh, holiday. Yeah, and man, you customized it to get pretty loaded this last time. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a little bit too uh, yeah, I mean, saucy was, too quickly. It, it, it looked like uh, the most intoxicated bachelor party ever. Uh, I had a couple drinks in me. I had yeah. a couple drinks in me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That that was in New York. Yeah, yeah. Are, are I had a little bit, of, a little bit of. Yeah. Uh, kind of a concoction. <laughs> yeah, you're, you spend more time in New York than LA. I just moved back to New York, yeah. but I'm trying to be bicoastal, bicoastal, biracial, bisexual, bipolar. <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. Um, and uh, you, you don't, you don't, uh, you're able to just get totally loaded like that, like alarmingly loaded, mm-hmm. up, upsettingly loaded. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and just back to normal, no, no big yeah. deal. It's kind of like Jeff Tremaine. <laughs> like Jeff, Jeff Tremaine at a rap party mm-hmm. is just a monster that should not be allowed to roam the earth. But after the rap party, he's back to normal. No big deal. Yeah, yeah. You ever That'd play nice. I'm Not Leaving with Jeff Tremaine? I've never, he's, tell, he's told me tales, but I've never played it with him. It's a little bit of a little I bit intimidating. I might be aged out of it. But. I think uh, that, that, that that's a legendary game that almost deserves its own YouTube video. Yes. It's, but I don't, just don't know how much footage there is. I'm Not do you, Leaving. Do you want to tell the audience what it is? It, 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 it was born at rap parties. Okay. 
for like rap parties, meaning like, you know, you've just filmed, finished filming like a whole season of Jackass. At this point, you don't know if there's going to be another season of Jackass, right. you know, or like after a movie, but like after production wraps on a project, something that you've really poured everything into and, mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and, and you have a party, a rap party. And it, like the, the feeling at these rap parties was always like, okay, this is it. You know, like we finished the season of Jackass, like it's, it's never going to happen again. Right. You know, you don't know that there's right. ever any future for it. We, so you know, you're we, living every day like it's the last. Yeah. yeah. We, we finished, we, we finished, it's the rap party for the movie. We finished, we wrapped up the Jackass movie. There's never going to be another one. This is it. Like right. we're done. Right. We're done. It's, it's always just this, this feeling of impending doom that, that it's, it's over. And, and like the rap party is just that last moment of it. And so because you feel like it's just all over now, you don't want to let go. Right. So at the rap party, you don't want to leave the rap party because to walk out of that rap party is like this could be the end. It represents like yeah, uh, yeah. like just surrendering to to the end. Right. And so you don't want to surrender to the end. So it was just <laughs> like at the rap parties, it was like I'm not leaving. And, and like it, and it was it was like a, a formal game with with security at whatever. Yeah, you would the, challenge the security to throw you out, mm -hmm. DJ Jazzy Jeff style, like in Fresh Prince when Uncle Phil throws DJ Jazzy Jeff out of the yeah. fucking door. And who got you it the worst? You, you're not allowed to walk out of the rap party on your own two feet. You can be carried out by security. Yeah, but. But you're not like you have to, and you're not allowed. That's the only rule. You can't walk out on your own two feet, and you can't throw punches. You know, you can't like. But you can just, <laughs> you can just, you can. You, your job is to resist. Yeah. To to ever to, and and like we would, like we would link arms, you know, so that the kids they can't carry out multiple people. You know? <laughs> and it would be like pretty gnarly standoffs, you know. <laughs> Pretty like heavy duty standoffs. Oh, it, so it happened rough. at every single rap party. <laughs> every single time. It was uh it was a ceremony. It was a beautiful, wonderful ceremony. I'm shocked that you never played the game. No, no. And then the last Jackass Forever rap party, y'all were pretty tame. Wait, you guys was there? I don't even remember that you there had was. COVID. You had COVID. Yeah, you were you were, on you the were under lock and on key. FaceTime. You, I know, but, but that's 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 a premiere, not a rap party. Oh. oh, a rap party. I don't think we ever had a rap party for Jackass Forever. Because of COVID, I guess. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But yeah, a rap party and a premiere are two totally different things. Okay. Uh -huh. By the time the premiere rolls around, was like, there a rap uh, party that got the most out of control? I, re I remember uh, one or two for the for the, for the Jackass the TV show. Um, and then there were only three. So yeah, the, the, the rap party for Jackass, the TV show was pr probably the, the most iconic classic one. Like, cause you guys were at the most crazy. We were at the crazy. This was the rap party. Full of piss and vinegar. I was on ecstasy, going around <laughs> making out with dudes, like, <laughs> like licking armpits. I had like one of my first cell phones ever, and I then I, I pulled it out of my pocket. Like early on in the rap party, I was like, check out my new cell phone to Tremaine. You know, I was all proud of it. And he just grabbed out of my hand and threw it as far <laughs> as far as he could. Like. Uh, <laughs> Like uh, yeah, that that was it. It was it was like I feel like it was at a, a place called the Mayan something or other. Yeah, like, okay. uh, yeah. It, it was it was classic, man. It was epic. Did you play Harley Down? 
What's Harley Down? Jeff told me that he used to. Oh, Harley Down. Yeah, he <laughs> used to like go out with you guys and like if he saw a row of Harley motorcycles like oh, in the parking fuck. lot, he would jump into them so they would like domino. Yeah. He would go Harley Down, boom, and like domino <laughs> like ten Harleys in a row. And when like the angry biker dudes would come out, he would try to blame it on other people. He'd be like, "That's fuck." I don't. They, that sounds even a little bit mean spirited for Jeff Tremaine. Very <laughs> 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 like, and not maybe not. You know, that's. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I couldn't picture Tremaine actually doing that. He what? told me he did it. He went to. Je he, he told me that was a. One of the last times he was arrested, or one of the first. Wait, times wasn't he was that like uh, written into um, Bad Grandpa? There was a big motorcycle thing at the end. They fucked with like a motorcycle gang. Yeah, but I don't think they played Harley Down. No, he told me he went to jail for Harley Down. He was like running from the cops, and they found him. Wow. Yeah. Was that? Uh, when was that? I don't know. Crazy. It wasn't man. recently. The crazy thing about Jeff Tremaine is he does like Jackass, Wild Boys, The Dirt. In Eric Andre or whatever, and then he does American Airlines the safety announcement. <laughs> Have you ever seen the American Airlines? That's no. he directed that. Oh, amazing! It's, it's just that's like, his most widely thing. It's unbelievable. I love watching it every time <laughs> I see it. You see Shauna on there. You see everybody. Whoa! I didn't see. It. I'm always I'm always like Xanax out on an airplane. Yeah. I mean, it's even crazier with Spike. Spike Jones is like all this like super high art stuff and does Jack. One of my favorite movies, uh, Three Kings, is Spike. You know, he's one of the actors in it. Yeah. Shit. Sure. Um, um, so, uh, wait, what was I going to say about, oh, about Jermaine told me one time he was at, I mean, maybe this is his tale to tell. You can cut it if you want, but like, he told me he was at Red Lion Pub with Knoxville back in the day. And Knoxville like unloaded his bladder on Jermaine's back. Jermaine was like talking to somebody at the bar, and then like he's like he feels like a little warmth on his back. That's like every that, that's like every bar every time. Like uh, there were like two things like lighting lighting people on fire. Yeah, Knoxville looked and, like that on fire and, and peeing on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, sometimes both. <laughs> so like Jeff turns around and Knoxville just unloads like at the end of his bladder, like load, yeah. just like. And Jeff said he, he picked him up and he like chucked him through the bathroom door and started like fucking clobbering him. Yeah. And then they were like, people were like, well, I'm freaking out. He's like, no, this is my best friend or whatever. They went back to the bar and drank. Yeah. And I heard Jeff was in Germany with Bam <laughs> Bam one time and Bam like peed all over this like techno Viking on the desk where the guy didn't even notice. He was just getting drenched by Bam's yeah. There were many, many games, dude. They're, like just <laughs> peeing on people, peeing in their drinks. Oh, yeah. They're yeah, not, yeah. Like, you can pee on the guy and that's fun, but if you yeah. pee in his drink and then watch him drink it, that's <laughs> yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. I heard you got fire. Volney. Like one time yeah. somebody peed in Volney's drink and he was oh, like, yeah. so butthurt. Everybody. Two was Tom one time peed in Kitao's drink and Kitao took it like a G. Kitao knew how to handle it. He goes, that yeah. no, doesn't bother me. And then there's the 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 black eye game. What's was, that? Uh, that's just, you just punch somebody <laughs> in the eye. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. It was like uh, there were different variations of black eye game. It was just like you, know, you give someone a free shot, and they try and give you a black eye, and then you return the favor. Or the more fun version, when like uh, when you just hold your fist out and they run at it, and they run at it, and it's their job to give themselves a black eye. Black eye game is always fun. <laughs> yeah, one time, one time I went to a tiki bar with Knoxville and Jeff recently when we rapped Eric Andre show. It was like a rap party, and. Uh, 
I'm talking to Jeff and I'm waiting for this fucking bartender forever. And then I just feel like my foot feels like it's having the worst <laughs> allergic reaction. And I look down and my foot's like engulfed in flames. <laughs> knocks us down, down on the ground and like a, a lighter, no, matches and like a bottle of 151 rum. <laughs> and he goes, oh, that was an accident. <laughs> yeah. you, got, you got the hot foot. Yeah, I got the hot foot. I was dancing. I kept trying to do it to me. Just, like throughout the night. It wasn't like that was it. Yeah. We were down. It was like. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny, man, because there's very few, I imagine, if any other like groups that they, they really have played these games. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm part of a special tribe. Man. <laughs> totally. Yeah, a, a very special tribe. Um, and now, uh, so we're parked outside your house. Yeah. You've, li- you've lived in this house for uh, for eight years. You yeah, said. yeah. It's great, man. Thanks, man. Um, and, and, and when, when I just went up there and checked it out, I saw the sauna, the hot tub, is yeah. that an ice bath too? Uh, yeah, it's just an out, out, outdoor bathtub and I fill it with ice and, and do the cold plunge. How often do you do that? I should do it more often. I have been in New York for a little bit, but yeah. I, I used to do it all the time. What do you call that? The, the Jewish triathlon? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and so, so you're, you're into that, huh? The, uh, yeah. What I'm order trying. do you do it in? Uh, if I'm really doing the, the triathlon, I'll start in the <laughs> sauna, then I'll go in the ice, then I'll do a cold shower, then the ice bath, then hot tub, then cold shower, then sauna. Wait, so you're gonna and go I, have, I have a, a spout in the sauna that I fill with cold water and dump it over my head. Wow. Yeah. So, so you'll go into the house for a hot shower? And no, then... no, there's an outdoor shower. Oh, okay. Yeah. What, yeah. Just wash cold the shower. sweat off? Yeah, I'll get as hot as I can in the shower, yeah. then do cold, uh, in the sauna, sorry, then do the cold shower, then walk over to the bathtub. Is that, the ice. that's for hygienic purposes? No, no, just to go just from to extreme you. heat, cold, heat, cold, heat, cold. Wow. And yeah. then after the cold plunge, then in the hot tub. Yeah. The Je Cui. Je Cui. Yeah. Qu'est-ce que c'est ça? <laughs> Sur la table, au bon pain. <laughs> yeah, this is what we call it. You speak French? Uh, un petit peu. Wow. No, not at all. I just said, cul-de-sac, coup d'état, au bon pain, sur la table. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Really? Yeah. That's mm. good, man. I feel like you, you spoke French at one point in your life. Nah, I mean, I took French in high school, or, or not high school, or, yeah, I did in high school, whatever, who cares. Whenever <laughs> somebody calls you a Boca boy, you go, uh, does that, is that just your regular hatred for Boca? But you're not really from Boca. Um, you're, and we've, we, I think we covered this in the last podcast. You're from England. Well, I grew up in five different countries, so, you know, take a Well, pick. did you ever live in Boca, or just your pops was I, out there? I was primarily homeless when in Boca. Um, my mom lived in Boca. She would kick me out of the house, and I would be homeless. So you you had a brief Boca stint, but you, yeah, you didn't I mean, grow up in Boca. My mom moved to Boca um, around the time that I uh, went to the University of Miami. And I was just kind of around South Florida, and my mom was in Boca, and I was sort of just homeless. Didn't you go to Ringling, Ringling School? That was in Sarasota. In Sarasota, yeah. yeah. My sister went to New College, like up the street, so... Yeah, that was yeah. in Sarasota. Yeah. So I'm not. So you were bobbing around, but you don't claim Boca because you weren't there I, that yeah, long. Yeah, I never claimed Boca. You um, kind of drifted through it a little bit. I was I was drifting in the vicinity of Boca. Uh-huh, My mom uh-huh. lived there. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, yeah, it was it was cool, man. My South Florida has been like home base for my family. For Where did you grow most, up? Mostly in England. 
till you were what age? Well, all four years of high school, I was at the American School in London. Okay. And I went to the University of Miami from there. Uh, prior to that, I lived in in uh, London for uh, from nine. So is to most 12. of your childhood London? Yeah, formative years. God, you, have, you have no accent whatsoever. Yeah, I went to the American School in London. Uh huh. Yeah. Did did your accent ever come out, nope. or did you ever have one when you were a child? Never had one. You man. had an American accent even as a child in London. Yep my my family spoke with an American accent. My teachers, my fellow students, all American. Interesting. I was riding around on a skateboard. It's a cool place to grow up. Super cool. Fucking rad. Yeah, I mean, I, I lived in London when I was nine, and had as much freedom as Americans have when they're sixteen. So fucking rad. Yeah. I, I, I cruised wherever, you know, I, I did it all. Did you see any, like, punk shows? What years were you there? Did you see, uh, like, it was, like, the Clash? You're, you're, too, you're mm, too young for the Clash and the shit like that, right? Concerts, my first concert I ever went to was Twisted Sister. Nice. I saw that in, like, 1985. And, uh... You were, you like, 13? Was it 10? Maybe it was 86. Maybe it was 86. So, like, the first wave of, like, British punk, you were too young. You were, like, a kid. You were, like, five. Yeah. Um, like, the Exploited or Subhumans, yeah. all that shit. You were too young. For I me. did go to some punk shows. I saw Gorilla Biscuits. Uh-huh. Did you see, like, the specials? That's no, I saw Gorilla Biscuits. I saw Bad Brains. Oh, sick. I saw... Uh, saw Bad Brains in the 80s? Um, or 90s? The tail end of the 80s or the beginning of the That's 90s. Sick. That's the time to see him. Um, I saw Maybe Rollins Band. Mm -hmm. What else? Uh, Jeff told me some story where you and Rollins were like fucking the same chick and you didn't know. And, like, <laughs> and then like he just showed up. You showed up to set not knowing he was gonna he was gonna be yeah, there or something. And he yeah. got a little. You guys, are, you're stirring, are, are, you're stirring are, his porridge. His are, we, are we gonna have Rollins on here? I don't think so. Yeah, you can cut that out. But <laughs> now I'm just talking shit. You can cut out whatever you want. I think they said he politely passed. He's not doing interviews at this time. Yeah. He's still pissed at you. That, Is he? No. I mean, no, you know what? He, he did an interview for my book. Like, uh, oh, that's cool. They, they, he's dude. I love Rollins. Super, <clears throat> super down for Rollins. And um, you know, if 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 we were. What do you call it? Eskimo brothers? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, yeah. Big whoop. Big <laughs> glue bros. Yeah. Big whoop, man. All good. Uh, how's your love life these days? I'm single and I'm ready to mingle. Maybe I'm ready to settle down. I've been on oh, the yeah. merry-go-round for quite a bit. Who is the lady I met in your house? That is a good friend of mine who's kind of like my unofficial tenant. Like, she's just like living there while I live in New York. Got yeah, it. Yeah, she just moved from. Sublet. Yeah, but on like a much casual, oh, okay. more casual term. But she um, uh, is an amazing musician, and um, she just moved from Toronto, so she's trying to get her green card and keep getting on her feet. So does she so, play the flesh flute? <laughs> I mean, you, you, you can bring her down here and ask her. <laughs> she's got a sense of humor, sense of humor that any of us. You can throw all that shit at her. That's why you're laughing. Hundred percent. Oh, you think we're bumping uglies? No, no. I mean, I'm not. I mean, she's an attractive lady. She's an attractive woman. Yeah, she's an attractive lady. I'm not trying to put you on blast, no, but. No. Uh, but yeah, man, you're, you're uh, this uh, wildly successful, incredibly oh, okay. charismatic, attractive young man. Thank you. Just I, turned 40. Maybe we should fuck. Okay, man. You're bicoastal. 
bicoastal, bisexual, <laughs> bipolar, and whatever, whatever yeah. I said, bicuspid, whatever the fuck I was talking about. Bicurious. Yeah. And, bicurious. Uh, <laughs> the fast and the furious. The Are fast you, and the bicurious. You're still meditating as much as ever? Yeah, meditate twice a day. Yeah. Yeah. Never, never don't do it. Never don't do it. It's like food. Yeah. yeah. I really, a, I really fall apart if I don't exercise, journal, meditate, and go to therapy. I fall apart pretty fucking quickly. I unravel. Yeah. I have anxiety. You know, I have anxiety disorder. Do so. you take any uh, anxiety medication? Sometimes, like, I'll take a Xanax on the plane. But, but nothing like SSRI. No, I'm a little bit. I have Zoloft on my shelf, and I haven't touched it yet. I tried Lexapro a while ago. I, I, I swear by Zoloft, dude. Yeah? I have to have it, man. If I don't take Zoloft, then I waste so much time in suicidal fantasies. Oh, really? Suicidal yeah. ideation? Yeah, and not like I would have, not like I've ever been anywhere near attempting yeah. suicide. Yeah. It's just, I just waste time Oh, well, that's on good. That's morbid, good. Then you found your... Just, just wasting time in this morbid, dark place that's that great. I don't, I don't need to waste time in. So that's and your... And Zoloft, when I'm taking Zoloft, that does not happen. How many milligrams? 100 milligrams a day. So how long have you been doing it? I've been on Zoloft for a, a, almost 10 years. And, and it really works for you? A couple times I stopped taking it. I was in uh, this, you know. Did you start taking it when you um, got sober? I, uh, or were you taking it while you weren't sober? No, no, no. I, I've, I was sober. I got sober in 2008. And it, and it was uh, 2013 when um, I started addressing uh, issues with sexual acting out. And I, I went to see a, a, a therapist who specialized in sex addiction. Uh -huh. And this therapist said, man, I really think you uh, should be on Zoloft. Like, mm. you know, I just get this incredible, like, Compulsion. you know, like, well, this, uh, this built up, like, you know, it's like you're very anxious. I just feel it radiating off you. And I yeah. think you should take Zoloft. And I was like, man, I'm a sober guy, dude. I don't know if like that, that's like. Like plenty <laughs> of sober that, friends are on, on yeah. this right? And then this therapist was like, yeah, I'm a sober guy too. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you, should, you should get on top. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so I got on it and, and it, I, I, I noticed it really helped. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally down to try it. I just wanted to <clears throat> try. You can't do psychedelics when you're on SSRI. So I wanted to do Bufo this year after my dad's passing. I wanted to try Bufo Toad. I wanted to try, I want to try Ayahuasca. I want to try uh I never know how to pronounce it. Ibogaine, Ibogaine. I want to try all these psychedelic remedies, and then I'm going to try the. I'm going to try yeah. the SSRI. The only thing I worry about is like sexual side effects. Like I, I tried a yeah. Lexapro once, and it just I couldn't come. I was with my girlfriend in, in quarantine, and I was try, I tried Lexapro, and we would have sex, and I was like, babe, I just I can't come. I can't <laughs> ejaculate. And, and my my psychiatrist is like, yeah, that's part of the deal. But but my friend who's been on Lexapro for a while, he goes, that happens at first, and then your body adjusts and you get used to it. And now I come. He, he just had a kid. He's like I definitely got my cum has created life. So, yeah. um, I, I think Zoloft is probably not. Yes, that 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 is a thing. It never affected me that much. Mm -hmm. You know, not that big of a deal. I think it just varies person to person. Yeah, totally. And, and I and think maybe, like I just don't want to um, take benzos too often. Okay. I would never want to develop an addiction to benzos. That's, yeah. that's hell on earth. But um, Zoloft isn't the same as like Xanax, right? Zoloft's no. not a benzo. Not Zoloft's an SSRI. Yeah. Yeah. You can't take. Zoloft, Zoloft's like Prozac. You can't take it. Like a Xanax is a tranquilizer, essentially. You take it and it immediate effect yeah. tranquilizes you. SSRIs you have to build up in your system, right. and you don't you don't really take them like a recreational drug. Right, 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 that's, right. That's, yeah, it, it's nah. it's not gonna work like uh, 
when you take it and you gotta it's like a half-life kind of a thing and mm -hmm. you gotta be consistent with it yeah and it's not a party drug you're just like slowly it slowly builds up in you so that your mood is elevated out of depression and anxiety mm -hmm. right. versus a xanax which is just xanax is basically the same thing as alcohol it's alcohol in a pill Why so people... it, it suppresses your uh gaba receptor yeah. Which is responsible for anxiety and, and why are there and, blackouts and, with Xanax? Like, so, so the same pathways your GABA receptor, and, and somebody online will be able to say this a lot more articulately than I am not a doctor, but like your GABA receptor is responsible for memory, converting short term memory to long term memory, and anxiety. Just that your brain uses the same pathway, just your brain's trying to be efficient and they, mm. they combine. Some highways are combined. They have dual function or multiple functions. Kind of like your dick shoots out different stuff. So yeah, your dick shoots out pee and your dick shoots out cum. So your GABA receptor is responsible for anxiety and it's responsible for short-term memory converting to long-term. So that's why when you drink, you brown out and black out. And when you take Xanax, you, you, you brown out and black out because you're, you're tampering with um, the same receptor that's responsible for memory. Yeah, I just remember watching a video of this kid. He woke up in jail on like a tr triple homicide and ate a bunch of Xanax, drank beer, fucking murdered a lot of people and well, like, you don't remember what you did that's a psychotic person is that like <laughs> i've drank a bunch of xanax i've eaten a bunch of xanax and drank a bunch of beer and i didn't go on a fucking murder spree yeah that's true i guess you don't murder people if you're not a murderer yeah a murderer murders yeah <laughs> yeah no it just reduces your anxiety but alcohol and and benzos are uh basically the exact same thing benzos are like a pill form of alcohol my MDMA therapist broke, broke it down. <laughs> My MDMA therapist, yeah, that's great. He broke it down. He broke it down. That's great. Yeah, but just to close the loop on the Zoloft thing, um, started in 2013, and then uh, a few years later, I um, like was it was in a fairly short-lived relationship hmm. with somebody who was uh, aggressively opposed to the idea of uh, like that kind of medication. Yeah. And while in that relationship, I just stopped taking it. Cold turkey? Yeah, yeah. And, oh, and, and when I stopped taking Zoloft, like, boom, night and day, the, the difference was just so stark. Like, I'm back into this dark, morbid, yeah, yeah, yeah. morbid, like, this crappy, miserable place. Yeah, if it works for you, it works for you. If you. And if then I started taking it again. Night and day, that all went away. That's so, great. I've had the experience like going back and forth and back and forth. And, and the compulsive behavior too subsided. That, I mean, that's kind of a, like a different thing. Like the like, ruminating uh, thoughts, like you know, because it's all related to anxiety, depression, and, and obsessive compulsive thoughts. Intrusive thoughts. And yeah. Shit. So, yeah. so I don't know. Like, I mean, like Scott said, everybody's different. You know, I'm not a doctor, but goddamn, my personal experience. I have to have Zoloft. Yeah, good. Now Not you see yourself you being on Zoloft for the rest of your life. I think that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Some 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 say that like you can. This is what psychiatrists have told me. They were like, you can be on an SSRI as long as you need it. So you can be on it for three months if you're in a rough patch. You can be on it for three years, or you can be on it for thirty years. It's just totally up to. It's yeah. case by case. Was what. Yeah, I don't. I just don't even want to test the waters. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So, uh, how is the um, season six 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 going? It's airing. It just started. Yeah. yeah. Problem is nobody has cable anymore. <laughs> like, is it on Hulu? I'm like, in December. <laughs> oh wow. So you can download it. You can watch it on YouTube TV. You can watch it on Adult Swim. You can watch it on the Adult Swim app. And then in uh, December second, you can watch it on Hulu. Okay. Yeah. And when you say download it, it's on iTunes. iTunes, yes, sir. iTunes. Okay. Yeah, that's how I watched it last night. 
Um, and, and how's the new host, Felipe Esparza? Felipe's great, and we had also my friend Kyle Bostic host, co-host a couple episodes, and we had um, this character called the Fridge Keeper, who's kind of like the Crypt Keeper. We had him host an episode. We did a cold episode. Nice, dude. Yeah. Now, when you have like a guest like Lil Nas X on, yeah. does he go into it knowing, like, okay, I know what the show's about, or do you guys it's, give him like a rundown? It's the whole spectrum. We don't tell them anything, yeah. and I don't talk to them uh, off camera. I don't tell them anything. We put them in a, uh, a trailer far, far away from the stage. They're completely isolated from everything that's about to happen. So it's the entire spectrum of people like not even knowing my name or the name of the show to like Lil Nas X, who's a little bit more savvy and knows, knows me and knows the show. Yeah. But I don't tell them I'm about to, you know, dump ice cream on his head or whatever. For sure. Yeah. So uh, we kind of have it foolproof where it doesn't matter whether you know it or not. Once explosives start going off and cockroaches start flying out of yeah. the coffee cup you're gonna have a reaction so you're no better than knoxville no i'm no better I'm, I'm <laughs> not, uh, we're, we're, we're both we're two sociopaths going at it yeah, just, yeah not, <laughs> i would tell you this i can't i'm not allowed to touch the guests and, and especially when you prank people on the street you can't touch them yeah so yeah, i definitely can't i've never really attacked somebody with a, with a, a stun gun or a taser yeah, a weapon yeah so you don't assault people with weapons but you, you're you're assaulting them with ice cream yes yes ice cream and cockroaches like, you're not touching them but, but the roaches, yeah, but the roaches are, yeah. <laughs> or the scorpions or whatever. So you're yeah. a despicable, awful person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything that you say about Knoxville is a total double standard. Yep, 100%. <laughs> yeah. oh, 100%. Yeah. Total hypocrite. <laughs> he, he taught me everything I know, yeah. and he used it and he, <laughs> he used it on me. And, uh, yeah. yeah, total fucking hypocrite. Well, I, I love it. Yeah. I, I love the way you operate. Um I, I I love that that I've always been invited to your birthday party. Of course, I've, I've, uh, I've, I've, a lifelong invitation. As long as you're on Zoloft, you can come. <laughs> <to birthday party. laughs> I think uh, I've only made it to one, and, and that was the one where you gave uh, these fancy, expensive hairpiece wigs to every guest. Oh gosh, I don't remember that one. Were you there for the drug pinata? <laughs> I don't think I was the quinceanera. <laughs> I don't think I was yeah, there. For yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of drugs do you have in there? Acid and ecstasy. And, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Genius. That's this great. year, our drug pinata, Live Nation did the, the party this year, and they were like, we can't put dr illicit drugs in there. I was like, okay, fine. I was like, what drugs are legal? I go, just put poppers, whippets, and Newport cigarettes in the pinata. And they're like, okay. Now Newports are no longer legal, isn't that right? Yeah, I think we got heard, in. Yeah. Yeah, legal. Like because of the menthol? The menthol, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it panders to kids, they say now. something, yeah. Is when whippets are legal? Well, they're food grade. They're, yeah. for, they're for chefs. Yeah. Except for whipped cream. Jesus. Yeah. I needed a dessert chef. She used them all the time for its intended purposes. It's common. And yeah. It's, been, yeah I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, I guess alcohol is legal. Yep. Yeah. Alcohol and guns are legal. Yeah. <laughs> alcohol yeah. and guns. You can go to Walmart and you can get Oxycontin, Xanax, Jack Daniels, and all the weapons you want. <laughs> Just walk out. <laughs> Think about that. That's the wild. Government doesn't give a fuck about your safety. Mm. <laughs> we yeah. have more people in prison than any other country. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. And we have mass shootings like no other country has mass shootings. Wow. <laughs> it's a purely American phenomenon, school shootings. Any yeah. country that has a mass shooting, they just immediately get rid of all the guns. So drug laws aren't based on safety. Yeah, yeah. but there's never any guns in in the UK when you're growing up, right? Like it's Right. Yeah. Canada, Australia. Yeah. Chris Rock has the best joke. He goes, the government doesn't want you to use 
your drugs. The government wants you to use their drugs. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So, yeah. All right, bro. We'll was that fuck, too? Ra- was that too Rage Against the Machine? Deaf Poetry Jam of a fucking dismount? No, it was great. That was fucking great, man. I, I love you, bro. I love you too, man. Yeah, it's man. always a pleasure. You kind of look like Zach De La Roach. Uh, the high, highest compliment. I loved that fucking band growing up. I just yeah. saw them at Madison Square Garden before he fucking. Well, he ripped his leg, but before he canceled the tour, I saw them at MSG, and they're fucking unbelievable. For sure. And they haven't aged. They're fucking. They look exactly the same. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, they're fucking great. Yeah, Love dude. Them. All right, bro. All right, Fuck, my man. Give me a hug. Love you, buddy. Yeah. Give me, <laughs> give me knuckles. Anything. I... Give me a suck. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Eric Andre is a dear friend, and God bless him for everything. Now, some of you guys might be thinking, wait a second. Did they put up two podcasts in the last week? You bet your butt we did. And I think we're going to go ahead and put up two podcasts this next week and the week after that. Why? Because, man, we're on fire for it. We love the wild ride. We're bringing you content like crazy, baby. And those of you who stick around to the very end are my favorite people in the whole wide world. So thank you. I love you. And I want you to have the greatest day ever. Yeah.